And Dennis Stewart joining us. Well, it is Men's Health Week or month or whatever it is. Are we celebrating it today, Dennis? Well, I think we should celebrate it, to be fair, Jane. We, we spoke last week about a herb in relationship to, uh, to a lot of women's problems. This week I want to take up the role of a very important herb known as saw palmito in addressing a fairly common condition that most men will experience. We'll talk about it. And uh, we're taking your calls. 49216216 will get your question through to Dennis Stewart today. And it's saw palmetto we're going to talk about today. We are, Jane. In fact, there are a number of ways of pronouncing it, but essentially that's good enough. Saw palmetto or saw palmetto. It's a, a South American uh, herb. It is a palm, obviously. I have one in fact, growing on my property in, in Rothbury. And it, it's a very interesting palm in as much that it produces little red berries. And those berries contain a very important chemical constituent, what we call a liposterolic substance, a hormone type of substance, which has a very significant effect on the prostate gland. Now, uh, a lot of men and a lot of women have heard of the prostate gland, um, a lot of people aren't aware of the fact that a very significant proportion of men, certainly by the time they're 60 years of age, approximately 60% of men will have some degree of prostate enlargement. And it is in this context that saw palmito has been famously and historically used to address the symptoms of prostate enlargement, which can be quite distressing, but most males would relate to the symptoms that I'll talk about, things like, for instance, nocturnal frequency, that is, getting up to have a pee too frequently at night. Um, the stream is not as good as what it was. Um, a degree of incontinence. They're symptoms which uh, can be associated with prostate enlargement, and many males will experience them, and many males will end up having a surgical procedure uh, which is sometimes absolutely necessary. But, but, in my opinion, um, using the herb saw palmito as an agent when the symptoms maybe just start to become active, using saw palmito can be a great relief and, in my opinion, can put off uh, the, the time for having surgery. And in my situation, um, I would see it as something which if taken prophylactically has even the potential to see a person forego the need for a surgical procedure. I take a saw palmetto every day of my life. I'm uh, more than 60 years of age, as you well know, and as such, I, um, I'm aware of the fact that my prostate can be problematical, and the advice that I give to my patients, clients and listeners, I take on board myself. A male who is approaching 60 may well have some degree of prostate enlargement before the symptoms become really troublesome, requiring urological investigation and perhaps surgery. Think seriously about going on to a standardised preparation of saw palmito. Now, when situations mm. uh, like this or conditions mm. like mm. this progress, sometimes mm. it's hard to think what was normal beforehand. Of if course. you're thinking about the number of times... Yep that you might need yes. to get up at night. Yes. Yep. Um, 
what is normal. Well, that's a good point. And, and I think the response to that would be that, um, put it this way, if one drinks, uh, in inverted commas, before one goes to bed, regardless of one whether, whether one has a prostate enlargement or not, one is likely to be up frequently and more frequently than normal. I guess what I'm saying is that m- m- men will know and will begin to notice the situation becoming more troublesome when in the context of, a, of an ordinary lifestyle um, they're noticing that they're having to get up not once, maybe not even twice, but four or five times a night. And even there, um, urinary activity is not as competent or as efficient as what it normally was. Uh, also, uh, males will experience a degree of what we call dribbling and the stream um, is not as good as it was. Those sorts of things uh, creep up on males. And what I'm saying is uh, before they become embarrassing and before they need surgical intervention, it is my opinion that using this herb based on all the literature and my having prescribed it and recommended it over so many years, I consider it to be one of the most remarkable natural drugs, if you want to use that terminology, available. And interestingly, the American uh, herbal expert, Michael Murray, uh, an academic in the U.S., in his book on herbal medicine, he even puts forward saw palmito as being very, very competitive with some of the uh, pharmaceuticals that are used to address the problem. There are a group of pharmaceuticals known as 5-alpha reductase inhibitors. Now, uh, they're good medications, but Murray in his text puts forward the contention that saw palmito is more efficient than some of those drugs. Now, I'm not going to go into the debate on that. Suffice it is to say I'm naturally biased towards natural substances, and saw palmito has a great track record, and I I know it helps me, and I know it has helped many, many, many uh, male patients of mine over the years. It has other uses as well, which we might talk about later on, but certainly for enlargement, um, it's the major remedy. Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, and taking your calls on things that make you feel good or help you feel good uh, on 49216216. And Paul has rung that number, and he's got a question for Dennis Stewart. Hello, Paul. What's your question? Yeah, Dennis, I'm just wondering if, if you've shown some of them symptoms of prostate, is there any side effects if you take it and you haven't got prostate? Um, if you, you mean if you take saw palmito, um, is it safe to take even if you haven't got any symptoms? Yes. Yes, look, I, I use the herb prophylactically and preventatively. Uh, it is fair to say that most uh, males that take it um, are taking it because of their, of their experience of some early symptoms of prostate. But yeah. I have always promoted the herb as not just a remedy to use when symptoms commence, but I've promoted it as a remedy for mature age males to think about taking in order to lessen the development of the symptoms. And the good, th- the good thing about it is, to use Michael Murray's uh, terminology in his book uh, referring to the herb, Murray says, saw palbito extract is completely safe has no significant side effects. So it's a very, very safe remedy. Uh, don't just see the herb, however, being restricted to prostate enlargement. It has other benefits for the male as well. 
uh, Murray and the literature talks about the herb uh, being useful also in the context of maintaining male libido. Uh, it's also spoken about as being a useful remedy to use with, with other natural remedies to address infection uh, in the urinary system, particularly of the prostate gland. So in a, in a male that's experiencing recurrent prostatitis, it's not uncommon for sore palmito to be prescribed with, with herbs like cranberry or herbs like, or herbs like echinacea or other herbs that have a urinary tract uh, disinfectant or antiseptic effect. So it is a, a broad-spectrum, remarkable remedy, without doubt seen because of its specificity for prostate enlargement, but just don't see it as being a remedy for that. It is a great male remedy, in inverted commas, per se. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, thanks, Paul. And uh, so those are some of the other uses. Yes. In, in fact, in, um, in, in European medicine, where it's used a lot more frequently um, than in English-speaking countries, it's used a lot in, uh, in, in, in men's conditions where, as I've said, the prostate might uh, be becoming infected regularly. And there it is prescribed alongside of particularly the herb echinacea, um, the, the Europeans place a lot of emphasis on the combination of echinacea and sore palmito to address uh, prostatitis conditions. Um, and it's also uh, found frequently in a lot of European formulations for addressing male libido um, conditions. So just as last week, Jane, we were speaking about um, the, the herb Vitex agnus castus as having a broad-spectrum benefit for some women's conditions. So if there's anything from the male side that equates, if you like, with that a broad-spectrum activity, it would have to be saw palmito. 49216216, that's the number for your questions. And Michael's rung in from Mayfield. Hello, Michael. Hi, Dennis. Um, I had an operation on my bladder. Yes. Because it was restricted and my bladder yes. wasn't emptying yes. correctly. And yes. I had the operation yes. and it worked fine. Good. But... I'd but I just was hearing your comments about, I think I'm feeling that it's, I'm getting back to it's not emptying properly okay. because I go to the toilet more frequently. Okay. But at the moment, I'm not getting up through the night, but I'm, I'm feeling that I'm heading that way. Okay. Look, it's interesting. Um, one of the, the textbooks that I have used both for my own practice purposes and for my lecturing uh, purposes is a text written by the, the, the German medical practitioner, Dr. Rudolf Weiss. Uh, he wrote a book which both in, uh, in Europe and now in the English-speaking world uh, simply entitled Herbal Medicine. It has become, if you like, uh, the modern-day classic for the modern contemporary clinical application of herbs. And interestingly, in his book, he has an excellent discussion on the herb saw palmito, one of the best, in fact, outside of Murray's literature that I've read. But interestingly, he makes a, a, a quaint statement about saw palmito that will answer your question. He refers to saw palmito as the natural catheter. Now, you, right. can, you, can, you can understand what he's saying there, that what it does is actually promote urinary competency. In other words, if there's developing restriction, um, if uh, the, the urinary outflow is not as good as what it was, Vice is saying saw palmito for the male 
functions as a natural catheter. I always quote that in my lectures. I can go to the text where I have it underlined, but in your case, I think it would answer some of your questions, and certainly, certainly, I would recommend that, uh, that you give saw palmito a try. Now, the interesting thing about it is you must make sure when you're purchasing it that you purchase what's called a standardised extract preparation. That means the herb has been manufactured using what's called the liposterolic extract component, which is thought to be the major active component which allows the herb to work in these multiple ways. So in your situation, I'd be very, very keen to recommend to you, Michael, that you try it. Yes, I definitely will, Dennis. And is there a, a particular um, place where I could actually purchase this, or is it? Well, look, uh, mo- mo- to be fair, most pharmacists. Where, where are you from? You're from um, Mayfield. Mayfield. Yeah. yeah. Look, um, John Dixon's pharmacy. I think it, it's been sold, but I'm sure uh, the pharmacy would st- still stock some of the stuff that John stocked there. It's the big pharmacy on the corner of the traffic lights. Yes, at Maitland Road and Hambridge Street there. A very, very good pharmacy indeed. I'm pretty confident that you'd be able to procure a good quality uh, standardised extract preparation of saw palmito from that excellent pharmacy. Thanks for your call, Michael. That's great. Health Naturally on 2NURFM for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre and Greg from Newcastle now. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, I, had, I had a question. Um, I have, I'm a 55 year old male. Um, I suffered some of those dribbling and um, uh, I guess a mild um, um, swelling of the prostate. But I was more interested as well about um, the um, sex drive. Um, does the prostate um, have a, an impact on that as well? Oh, look, I think a healthy prostate gland influences uh, male. Uh, activities in more ways than one, but I don't think one can just, and I'm not competent to say that, um, you know, the prostate is definitely associated with um, with sexual activity. I, I'm not prepared to go that far. All that I can say is that in the literature and from clinical recommendations and observations, the herb is recommended to maintain uh, sex drive or libido. It, it shouldn't be seen. It shouldn't be seen, let me emphasise that, as an aphrodisiac. It is certainly not anything that one would equate with, say, Viagra. It doesn't work that way and is not meant to work that way. It's really meant to maintain, if you like, healthy reproductive glandular functioning of the male. Any more, any more on that, Greg? Yeah, no, I was just curious because, um, like, uh, standardly speaking, I don't have a problem in that area, but I notice at 55 there's a drop-off in, I guess, desire, and it just happened to coincide with, um, I guess, um, these other areas um, related to the prostate. So I was more curious about that. Well, remember, the prostate enlargement occurs as a result of an alteration in testosterone in the gland itself testosterone is converted into what's called dihydrotestosterone and that's the the uh, the chemical or the hormone thought to be behind prostate enlargement now in my opinion and i stand contradiction on this in my opinion that may that may have a lot to do with or something to do with a reduction in drive i think that's conceivable and also it may be it may be that a natural reduction 
in, in general uh, hormone levels within the male, uh, testosterone, for instance, which occurs as we get older, that may also have something to bring to bear on your consideration. Either way, I would think that um, a trial on sore palmito would be worthwhile. This is Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, and we're taking your calls on 49216216. And Warren has rung in. Hello, Warren. How you going, mate? I'm well. How are you? Uh, I've just been listening to you on the radio, okay. and, mate, there's a doctor here at Raymond Terrace yes. that I owe a lot to. Good. Uh, about seven years ago, I had a swollen prostate. Yes. He sent me for my x-rays and whatnot. Yes. It was swollen. Yes. And he explained to me that he didn't know much about them, so he put me on to posturing. Yep. Tablets. Yep. And within three months, it was down to normal. Yep. I've been on them for seven years and have not had any trouble. That's great. I take isn't... two every morning. Good on you. Well done. But well the doctor done. at Raymond Terrace, mate, I owe him big time. Well, that's great. Well that's, done. Thanks for your call and your comment, Warren. And we'll go now to Beryl, who's rung in from Burrigal. Hello, Beryl. Hi, Dennis. This is a, not about your subject today, but a couple <laughs> of weeks ago I was listening to you about Baker's Oh, yes, yes, yes. And I have a really, really um, troublesome behind my left knee, which yes. sometimes ruptures and yes. causes lots of fluid in my leg. Yes. But I also had made a urine disease, which yes. sort of adds to the problem. Of course. And I thought you had a recipe for something that yes, would look, help. And I, say, and I say this to other listeners out there who might be requir- requiring the information. Years ago on another radio program, a, a woman um, contacted me and informed me about a, a treatment based, believe it or not, on bicarb soda. Right. And, uh, and I was a little bit sceptical about it. So she said, look, she said, I'll send you the literature and the formula and the treatment and you can read it and see what you think. Well, she sent it to me that seemed to be good. So subsequently, when listeners rang in, uh, I've recommended this little program to them, and okay. many listeners have vouched for the fact that it's helped. So oh. what, I'm, what I suggest I'm going to do to you or for you and for yeah. any other listener that wants to know this little procedure that uh, has been recommended to us for addressing Baker's cyst, just uh, send a stamp-addressed envelope yes. to my rooms at 39 Alma Road, New Lambton, and I'll send out to you the procedure, and you can give it a go. Now, I make, I, I make no uh, great guarantees for it. It's perfectly harmless, and mm. the, fe- the feedback on the use of it has been useful and positive. And over the years, I've uh, learnt not to be too sceptical about folk remedies because frequently behind a lot of folk remedies, there is a significant uh, a science and, and, and evidence. So, uh, Beryl, contact that number or contact the, the, the clinic there, write in, send a stamp addressed envelope. We'll get it out to you together with any other listeners that would like the information. And that's on Baker's Cyst and yeah. how to look after that. Great. Yeah. Well, Janet has rung in from Singleton. We're back to Saw Palmetto, though. We are. We've started a firestorm this morning talking about Saw Palmetto, but what a great herb. And it's interesting. I've had my plant in, in a grove um, of, of tea tree up in the property at, at Rothbury, and for years it seemed to go nowhere. I've noticed since the, the storm, in inverted commas, and the flooding of the area where my saw palmito was growing, 
that it suddenly has taken off as if one was in Florida. So I'm looking forward to getting some berries from it this year. But, uh, Janet, how can I help you? Um, hubby's already on soil palmetto. Good, good. In large. Yes, good, good. But he's just been diagnosed with Parkinson. Yes. And we put him on to um, tyrosin yes. and velvet bean extract. I was just wondering if they, any of those sort of counteract one or the other. Oh, well, I know a little bit about tyrosine. It's an amino acid. What was, yep. the, what was the other pre- preparation? Velvet bean extract. It puts the dopamine back into the brain. Okay. Look, to be honest with you, I don't know a lot about that, that particular herb. Okay. Um, um, I'm presuming it's been medically recommended to you, has it? Yeah, well, I've looked it up in the... It's, it's the one that they use specifically as a naturopathic drug for the Parkinson's. You've, you've, you've let your practitioner, general practitioner, know that you're using that? No, because he's not on any other medication. Oh, okay, okay. Well, he's very, look, very healthy. <laughs> well, that's good. Look, well, then what I would say is it would be most unlikely, let me emphasise, it yes. would be most unlikely that either of those two substances would have any chemical possibility of interacting with, yes. with the distinctive liposterolic chemistry of saw palmito. So okay. I, I would think that it would be a very, very safe combination, albeit I know nothing about that, that uh, last substance you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, okay then. Is he getting some help from Sword Palmetto? Yes, yes, he said that if he, if he doesn't have it, then he he's feels that uh, he's, he's not comfortable. Yes, yes. So, um, he's yeah, in, with he's it, in he's, trouble. Yeah, he's, he's more comfortable with well, it the whole good. time. Take it off him and... He's in, he's in trouble. Yeah, okay. yeah. Back no, to, look, to the same old, same old then. Yeah, well, that's right. Now, look, it's, it's a great remedy, as I said at the beginning of the program. Um, I use the herb on a daily basis myself, as I use quite a few herbs to address my ageing situation, in inverted commas, and um, I, I would not go off it. Knowing what I know about it and how my system depends on it, uh, I would concur with what you have said, Janet, that uh, you notice it when you go off it. Yeah, he does. He, he sort of complains and says, well, you know, we've got to get another lot sort yeah, of thing because yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, re- he requires it to keep a normal lifestyle. That's good. Thank you, Janet. Thanks for your call. And uh, 49216216 is the number for your questions through to Dennis. Uh, oh, we have a, a question about saw palmito and how we spell it. S A W P A L M E. And some some people pronounce it saw palmito, so it's P A L M E W T O. We we perhaps use a bit of slang when we say saw palmito, but it's really a palm saw palmito. So spelled E T S A W. Yes. P A L. Yes. M E W T O. Its botanical name is called Serenoa, but that's the common name. In fact, Serenoa repens is its botanical name, but the saw palmito is the name by which it goes in, in America, in, in Mexico, and all around the English-speaking world. Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. And taking your calls, still time for them, 49216216. And Dennis, Sue's rung in from Cessnock. Hello, Sue. 
Hi, Dennis. I've actually spoken to you before in your Cessnock office. Oh, have you really? Okay. Well, yes, welcome. Yes, welcome. Uh, okay. Thank you. How can we help um, you? But I'm not ringing for myself. I'm actually ringing mm-hmm. for um, a nephew who's yes. going through a bit of a hard time at the moment. Yes. He's just, he has a bit of a history. Uh, he has had a stroke a few years ago. And yes. He has a hole in the heart. Yes. Um, which he's got, a, he's on aspirin for that. Yes. Um, but he recently has been feeling very tired and run down and a bit achy. Um, and of course, been to the doctors, and, and actually, his doctor—I <laughs> won't tell you what his doctor said, but it wasn't very nice. So, not trusting that there was necessarily anything wrong, no. um, but there is. So he's—he's mm. he's found out that he has a blood count which is around—it was 18, now it's up to 20. Um, and the last time he went, which was only this week, the doctor mentioned the word leukemia. Um, and being a bit of a warrior, he's now very concerned about whether that's the case. They're doing a film, looking at a film of the blood. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I thought I would ring you and um, see if you had anything to comment about it. Whether uh, I did look a little bit up on Google, but Google's not necessarily ideal, but there were a lot of other things that, that can be caused from a high blood count. Has, um, he, has he had recent infections or anything like that? Um, not that we're aware of. Mm. Um, yeah, not look, that we're aware of. Well, uh, white blood cell counts can go up and down depending upon the state of one's health, depending on whether one has had an infection, whether one is run down in inverted commas, or whether there is an actual disease process taking place. What I would yeah. suggest, Sue, is that um, uh, proceed with the investigation, obviously. The, the, yeah. the investigation gives you uh, some confirmation as to just what's causing uh, the white blood cell fluctuation. Um, yeah. It would be improper to suggest anything until that were uh, investigated and confirmed. If it is simply associated with uh, a viral infection, um, for instance, if it was something like the Epstein-Barr virus, um, I would be recommending something like the Astragalus 8 formula. But I come come back to the point that it is unwise um, to uh, recommend anything when the blood profile is, is all over the place, get clarification find out what's going on, and then it's perhaps appropriate to give us a ring, Sue, and I'd be happy to, to make a couple of suggestions. Right, that'd, that'd be good. And the thing, that's what I say. It also apparently can happen if he's had stress, and he, he actually lost his mum six months yes. ago, and yes. he lives on his own. So yes. I was a bit cranky that the doctor mentioned the L word before knowing for sure what it was, because yeah. he's now worrying about that. So it, was prob- it, 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 was, it was probably... Uh, said without any um, malice or anything like that. It was yeah, just bringing yeah, into the conversation possibilities. Yeah. But I know what you mean. I had a, a chap in my rooms yesterday in, in New Lambton who was very distressed because um, his, P, his so-called PSA had been going all over the place. And the basic problem was, um, in my opinion, that his anxiety was essentially caused because there was no real understanding on his part of what causes the PSA to go up and down, the significance of the PSA at at the best of times, and I would have thought a lot of his anxiety, his concern, almost paranoid concern, could have been handled perhaps better if his uh, medical practitioner had spent a bit of time just explaining some of the factors associated with the prostate gland, the, the PSA, the difference between prostate enlargement and prostate cancer, um, at the end of about 20 minutes, half an hour, um, I'm convinced that the discussion that we had um, settled that, that man down, and I would suggest that 
um, you know, once the, the information comes through on his white blood cell count, that he'll be much more settled. Yes, sometimes it's hard for us to, mm-hmm. as patients to know what questions to ask. That's isn't exactly it, right. And, and the other thing is, and the, the longer, Jane, that I stay in complementary medicine, the more empathetic I am with, with general practitioners. They are very, very busy, uh, run off their feet. Um, the nature of modern medical practice in, in our society is such that uh, GPs, in my opinion, can't always uh, do the things that they would like to do, the time factors, time all those sorts of things. And this is where perhaps at times patients can be a little bit frustrated and confused. This is Health Naturally and Dennis Stewart. And uh, Sue has rung in from Wall's End with a question for Dennis. Hello, Sue. Uh, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm pretty good, thank you. Good, good. I, I was just curious. A friend of mine's mum has a condition called pruritus ani. Pruritus uh, ani, yes. Oh, okay. And I just want to know, is, is that like an itch? In yes, yes. It's, a, it's a very unpleasant anal itch. Oh, and, okay. Uh, it's, believe you me, it can be very unpleasant. And um, it's, it can be quite stubborn at times. It, it can be associated with... Um, Simple issues, hygiene, it can be associated with, with hemorrhoids. It, it, the, the end result, however, of many of the, 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 the factors that contribute to it is that that region can be chronically itchy and uh, can cause um, severe inflammatory activity as well. Um, there's some fairly mainstream medical topical applications that are used. I don't know what your friend would be using, but over the years I have used a cream called uh, Vaginol, V-A-G-I-N-O-L. Now, Vaginol was a cream that I developed um, with uh, a colleague of mine who manufactures a lot of my uh, topical applications, and it was developed mainly to deal with uh, vaginal irritations, um, but it is very, very useful also for the whole of the anogenital region where it works effectively in, in helping subdue its conditions. It's based uh, on a small percentage of tea tree in a zinc, uh, an aqueous zinc base. Um, very useful. And um, if your friend or colleague is not getting any relief from what she's using, pass on the name of that product. It's not available from normal retail outlets. It's a product that I prescribe and dispense to clients okay. from my rooms. Just remember it, vaginal or perhaps other competing products based on a zinc aqueous base that contain a small percentage of tea tree. A compounding pharmacist would be able to make up the preparation just as well. So thanks for your call, Sue. And we're getting very close to the end of the program, Dennis. It's been interesting talking about... It, it uh, has been very, very interesting. We, uh, we touched on some interesting topics. And, and fortunately, um, towards the end, we, we brought in the women as well. So that was good. This is always good, good to have a woman on let's, let's, let's keep it fair and even-handed. <laughs> well, and I, it, ho- I hope we've solved a lot of male dilemmas today. And, and I hope, uh, particularly with that last question, that we've eased that rather embarrassing and and problematical condition. Yes, indeed. And you can catch Health Naturally uh, next week, of course, after the Midday News on Friday and uh, also on podcasts through 2NURFM.com. Coming up next is the news, and that's at 1 o'clock in about three minutes' time, and then we'll be talking travel on 2NURFM.